Hello, welcome to From the Inbox, the podcast podcast. I'm your host, Kane Wilkinson, as usual. And man, I am so happy to have you here today. Things have been feeling a little lonely without you. Darn it, sorry. I was I was just trying to give you a hug over the microphone, but I just got a face full of microphone. How's that for some ASMR? On this little mini episode of From the Inbox, the podcast, I am pleased to share with you my new interview with Edmonton-based indie pop artist, Vissia. Now, some of you may know the name from the sister folk trio Vissia Sisters from about a couple years ago. And if not, then congratulations on making a new friend, I guess. Her and I spent a good half hour or so going over her new single and music video, On My Mind, which we just premiered on Dusty Organ this past Friday, January 29th. Or today, if you're listening live, well, not live, but immediately after I post this. So don't be shy. Go check it out. It's up there on the site. And as usual, don't forget to follow Dusty Organ on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and now TikTok, funny enough. And if you listen to the end of this interview, I talk about doing a little dance challenge with Vissia. And uh, maybe after you're done listening to the interview, you should go check it out on my TikTok because it might maybe maybe not be up there for your entertainment i'm already embarrassed anyway i'll save my usual banter for my full radio show segments don't forget to go buy some merch you've come here to listen to a lovely conversation between two fantastically creative people one of which is a better dancer than the other but i'm not gonna tell you who so without further ado here is an interview with visia Hi, I'm Visya. I am an alt-pop artist from Edmonton, which is Amasquatchi, Waskahegan, Treaty 6 territory. And thanks for having me. Oh, thank, well, thank you very much for joining me today on the, uh, I guess, podcast or YouTube channel uh, for doing this interview. Very, very happy, very excited to be talking with you today um, because I know that you, for people who don't really know who you are, um, you are, so obviously you're based in Edmonton and for the longest time, for most of your career, you've actually been, um, you know, kind of making music in more rootsy folk settings. And mm-hmm. now you're kind of starting to rebrand yourself, revision your music. And uh, your new single, On My Mind, came out uh, about a week or so ago. And now mm-hmm. we get to premiere your music video, which is a wonderful choreographed uh, dance pop number. And yeah. um, I just want to kick things off and just ask, um, just to tell, ask us to tell, um, sorry, ask you to talk to us about your new sound. Like what, what inspired you to switch kind of move shift from folk into something more electric and, uh, dance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, like my background in music growing up was very much the, um, folk and country traditions of songwriting. Um, and then when I went into the studio at the top of 2020, um, I mean, I guess it was before then too. I had applied for some grant funding. Uh, and so we had done a couple demos already. Um, and actually, now that I think about it, because, you know, you applied it for grants and get denied so many times before you become successful. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how it goes. It takes practice and, you know, there's lots of variables involved. But uh, when I first initially applied with um, my two demo tracks, um, they were definitely more of like a rootsy production. And then, when I got denied that one time, I was like, you know, I'm not really feeling this vibe anymore. Like, let's try something different. And I'd been listening to a lot of pop music and um, 
you know, just kind of thinking about where did, where did I want to go next as an artist? Because I didn't really want to just keep doing this same thing. You know, you did the thing. I did my 2017 placeholder record, which I still am very proud of and, um, and love, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of time to try something new. And so that kind of brought me into pop territory. And so on my mind is the third single from the upcoming album, which is called With Pleasure. <laughs> oh, right on. Is there, and are there any artists that kind of uh, come to mind right now that you've sort of been influenced by on this transition? So many, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think here. How do I distill this? Um, I just listen to so much music all the time. So it's been anything from... Like, you know, I'm a big Robin fan, so that might be pretty obvious in the most recent track yeah. <laughs> on my mind. Um, and I don't know, like the first track um, that I put out, Walk Me Home, definitely had more of like a piano ballad sound, sort of, I guess, reminiscent of Adele. But um, yeah, it kind of goes all over the place for me. It's like I'm influenced by anything from like, you know, 60s music, like Motown, Soul. I listen to a lot of soul, actually, a lot of neo-soul as well. I'm a big fan of um, an artist called Lady Ray. Um, and then there's like newer artists, like just incredible vocalists too, like Jasmine Sullivan just put out a new record. Um, so that's more like R&B, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, like earlier today, I was pumping some Miley Cyrus. Like it kind of just depends yeah. what I'm into. Um, Dua Lipa's record last year was, was a good one, but I'd already tracked my whole record before that one came out, I guess. So Oh, okay. Yeah, just so kind of experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> you're the original <laughs> pop artist to make some shifts. Yeah. I mean, in so many words. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, no, it's just kind of uh, the whole record. There's 10 songs. So it was kind of like a nice opportunity to just explore some different sonic territory and just really do things that made me feel good and not really worry about, you know, if other people would think it's cool necessarily, it's just like, you know, if this feels good, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it is a really fun song. That's what really caught my attention. Cause I'm my biggest flaw as a music, um, I guess, blogger, whatever, for lack of a better term mm -hmm. is I, I, my, my initial reaction is strictly to the sound of it. Like I, I'm the lyrics are so far behind in priority to me sometimes. And, you know, in a nutshell, like on my mind, you just hear it and you just feel so good while listening to it and it makes you want to dance and then you watch the music video and uh i think that just watching you dance to it was a lot of fun just uh to see how free and uh, there's so much space in the video too and mm -hmm. um do you mind just kind of you know what was your what was some influence or inspiration for the music video like why did you decide to do like a solo dance piece sure um well first of all sh we shot it at the end of november of 2020 so um we kind of had to operate within all of the COVID restrictions, of mm -hmm. course. And, um, you know, we're in Alberta, we shot it in Red Deer in this black box space um, because the filmmaker and director is based in central Alberta and the, um, the person who shot the video and, and the person who was pulling focus was from Calgary. So it was like a nice meet in the middle, but um, yeah, it kind of brought this idea of doing sort of like a one shot style kind of like, you know, um, Robin's call your girlfriend is kind of an inspiration. I'm sure so many people have been inspired by that. <laughs> it's yeah. just like so fun and like powerful to just be like, Oh, it's just her in this big, huge, like warehouse space. So I kind of wanted to do something inspired by that. And so that paired with like the health restrictions, obviously, um, 
that kind of just lent itself well to this idea. And, um, I grew up doing a lot of dance as a kid. So before I really shifted all of my focus on music, um, I danced, I did everything. <laughs> so awesome, yeah. this is kind of a fun, like, okay, I just want to have fun with this and see what I can pull off. So, um, so yeah, I hired a choreographer, uh, someone I know here in Edmonton and we got together on like the Wednesday of the week that we shot and started working on it and then had another rehearsal on the Friday and then Saturday we shot all day. So it was very quick. Like the schedule was like, bam, (laughs) (laughs) because it was, you know, I feel like, um, yeah, we all knew that there were going to be harsher restrictions coming like any moment just because of the way things were. So it was kind of like, okay, time. Or not so yeah, impulsive, so but spruce of the moment. That's great. That's even, yeah. It kind of adds to the fun of it. It's, you know, it's got the shocking yeah. aspect of it and it just makes it even more free and liberating because the song itself is about, uh, you're saying that it's about um, having those like very momentary, like immediate feelings, you know, on a sweaty mm-hmm. dance floor in the midst yeah. of a club. And, you know, that feels so long gone nowadays, right? Like it's just, yeah. it just <laughs> feels like ancient history. And uh, yeah, how did like, how does that make you um, like listening to that, listening to your own song and, you know, having that kind of inspiration, how does that make you feel overall? Like, are you, um, it's kind of a weird question, but no, like, are you um, kind of hopeful for all this? Are you excited? Yeah. I mean, I think in general, um, I have been naively hopeful. I mean, I've been very fortunate with my circumstances during this whole time. Um, so I kind of just decided that, you know, given all the things that I have available to me, the tools to keep doing this, um, you know, we shifted rollout strategy and things like that to do it digitally only. Um, I just really, yeah, I am kind of a hopeful person, I guess, but with this song um, specifically, it was kind of nice to have it as the first song of 2021 because uh, for me, because the first two songs I put out were a little bit more serious in nature, a little more introspective. Well, the first one was very introspective. The second one was, um, bit more of a, um, a heartbreak song really mm. so it was really nice to come back after the holiday break and everything to be like okay now here's something that is just straight up fun and you know I, I'm not the only person that's just like I can't wait to be able to dance up on strangers again in a club yeah. and like <laughs> so this was just like a nice okay let me just help you out with your daydream fantasies here <laughs> yeah. so that's kind of what where the video went to it was kind of this idea of like, you know, when you just can't stop thinking about somebody and you just like feel like a teenager again and you're just like, okay, now like, you know, you wake up in the morning and then you're at work and then you're at the club and like having that kind of theatrical element to it and doing it more theatricized kind of fit, I think, the times for now, I guess, because it's like, wow, we can't go do this in a club for real. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's, but, that's yeah. a nice point too with the fantasy idea of it where it's like, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, some nights will just have like their roommate or their friend over and they'll just be blasting some music dancer in their kitchen. And uh, it almost like personifies that, you know, in their heads, they're thinking, oh man, imagine being at some stupid club and getting drunk and going home with some idiot or whatever. (laughs) Totally. And it kind of personifies (laughs) that, which is great. Um, Yeah. And I I wanted to circle back to, um, because you're talking about how you used to dance and stuff as a kid. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a nice segue because your start in music uh, professionally was with your sisters, right? Yeah. I played in a band. Things, um, <laughs> well, you know, you can't escape your past. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
no, it was a great way to get into music, honestly. Um, yeah, I have two younger sisters and we played in a family country folk bluegrass kind of thing um, for at least eight years. And so that's yeah. when I would have started writing songs was uh, around the age of like 11 or 12, I think. And then, yeah, wow. we played together for a long time. And, you know, like it started out very small, you know, like our first audiences were, um, you know, the retirement homes in our hometown of Stony Plain. Yeah. And and that was a great way to just like get performance experience while also making people happy. And um, hopefully there are no hecklers know. of the retirement center. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> um, I was even before the pandemic hit, I was playing at a, a retirement home in Red Deer once in a while, too. And it was it was a lot of fun to just go and play like classic, like, you know, like Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash and stuff. Yeah um because yeah music is very um it's such a connector no matter what age you are right so um but yeah no playing with my sisters was a really good way to build you know just experience yeah really. it opened and, a lot of doors for you too right i, I know i understand totally. uh was that with your sisters that you played at the vancouver olympics yeah alberta house there um the Alberta Foundation for the Arts, I think, maybe had been involved with that, and uh, we were invited to go play. So that's, yeah, that's not that's yeah. not that's not nothing at all. That's awesome. No, for sure, um, and especially for how old we were too. Man, that's 2010 now. Wow, I, <laughs> I think I was 19 or something. That's crazy. Is that how old I was? How do I do math now? <laughs> anyway, you know, just make it up. So yeah, yeah, just make it up. <laughs> and uh, so, um, is there any? I, sorry, I know that. Um, obviously because your sisters and you were very musical and that's because your parents are very, uh, are they, they're, they must be musically inclined, right? Or no, not really, honestly, uh, music appreciators. Yes. Okay. And, um, growing up, especially our mom, just, we had so many cassette tapes of music from, you know, Neil Diamond to Wilson Phillips to the beach boys to, Disney, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I remember the Lion King cassette was a big hit in our house. <laughs> ah. and, um, and, you know, like tons of dress up clothes and just like we're really encouraged to be creative and imaginative. And and so I think that was just really um, something that was cultivated from a young age. So nice. um, that's something that, you know, it's really important to growing up, especially if you're a young artist and you're trying to pursue a career uh, because you know, your parents always want nothing but the best for you, but what they think is best for you might not match what you think is best. And mm -hmm. so to just have that like unwavering support was, um, you know, it's something I'm, I'm still very grateful for to have because I have definitely enough friends who weren't blessed with the same kind of support, you know, where yeah. are they still like, well, is your family still very, they must obviously be very supportive of your solo career, especially your sisters. There's no, you know, hard feelings or anything that you moved on yeah. without them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was so long ago now, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think it was just like a coming of age thing because we were all more or less teenagers. Um, I'm the firstborn, but we're all within four years of each other. So oh, that's awesome. we just got to got to an age where, you know, like you're figuring out who you are and as an individual and, and it just kind of made sense for us to dissolve that project at the time. But um, yeah, one of my sisters is still actively playing in other projects and um and then my other sister is still very creative and enjoys things like pottery and and does enjoy music but um isn't pursuing it as a career so much but well, that's you great. Know. yeah yeah 
Yeah, not to make this about them. This is this interview is about. <laughs> it's you, all good. So. <laughs> they're they're a big part of who I am and 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 where I come from. So you know, it makes sense. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's that's a nice thing about having siblings that are so close in age to you, where you can actually yeah. a relate to them still, and then you know have that uh, filterless you know creativity just all the time. I know my sister and I are very much like that too, and still to this day, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was, I was doing a bit of research for myself here and I, I was going through your Instagram and I got to say, mm-hmm. it's, it's so nice to see uh, a feed that is like a hundred percent positivity. Cause I noticed that all your posts are just about, you know, being confident and, um, you know, exuding just, uh, you know, not to repeat myself, but positivity and just mm-hmm. good, good vibes. And, um, Thank you. I was scrolling through one of them and there was one that had a quote that I, I really liked uh, something uh, be secure enough to sincerely celebrate others who are soaring instead of needing yeah. to be the only Eagle in your circle. And as yeah. a creative myself, that was felt like a very powerful statement, mm-hmm. especially, you know, involved in music and stuff where it can feel very competitive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. how do you make sure as an artist, how do you make sure that that stays true as a, as a mantra? Um, yeah. So first of all, just to mention, yeah, that's Dr. Tema, T-H-E-M-A, who's on all the social media. Um, I listen to her podcast homecoming quite a bit these days. Um, but yeah, when I saw that post, I think it was a tweet of hers and that really struck me because I don't know, it's, it's something I've noticed and maybe it's just like the, the more ground I cover and like, you know, kind of like the more I level up, um, you kind of notice these kind of like underlying attitudes sometimes from other people, but whether they're imagined or not, you know, you're thinking about it. But um, I mean, I definitely can relate to that feeling probably, you know, in my early to mid twenties, even it's just kind of, you're trying to figure out your own identity and who you are. And that competitiveness can really um, exist, I find. And it's just this weird unhelpful energy where you're like, man, I'm just wasting all of my energy and time on something that is helping zero people. Yeah. (laughs) Like, and it's like that total lack mentality, right? Where it's, you're kind of like living in fear in a way because you think that there isn't enough space to go around or something. It's almost like a mental thing where you can probably catch yourself. Right. And, uh, I find like these days I don't really experience it like at all. And I, I think it comes from actively practicing to release that kind of mentality, honestly, because it took me some time. Like, I don't know, I can't, I don't really have a great timeline of one, but um, there came a point in time where I was like, okay, you get to decide how you react to situations. That's just the truth. You have control over yourself. Um, so you get to choose if you want to cheer people on or if you want to be you know, jealous or, I mean, jealousy is normal. It's not like it's bad. It's just Mm -hmm. how you choose to deal with it. I think. Um, and that competitive nature, it's like, do you want to compete or do you want to be creative? It's like, you know, pick one or the other. And so I chose, no, I'd rather be creative and I'd rather cheer people on because one person's success is everyone's success really. And when you start to practice that way of thinking and that just that mindset, I don't know, it became easier. And now it's just like something I don't even think about. Um, but I do notice it, you know, in other conversations I might have with other people, or I was even thinking this morning, um, I guess I was listening to Miley Cyrus and I remember posting a cover video of hers and someone had commented like, 
oh, I haven't heard the Miley version, but I'm sure yours is much better. Like, you know, it's things like that that are just those little like, okay, but we're still perpetuating the competitiveness, which I don't love. Um, yeah, that's so subtle. And I find too. it, it's very subtle and I don't think people are aware of it necessarily. So it's just kind of like, I try to, you know, bring it up in a, in a meaningful kind way, but just to be like, you know, it's actually not really, I know you're trying to like compliment me or whatever, but it's not actually the right way of doing it because you shouldn't have to like bring somebody else down to lift somebody else up. It doesn't really work that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that, that we can great. appreciate every single person's own unique traits and abilities. Like that's the point. It's like, okay, you're here as yourself. Like let's celebrate you as you are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So it's something that still permeates, especially this industry and entertainment and music. And I have to say, especially uh, among women, it's like, yeah, <laughs> there's more competitiveness, I think, uh, among among women and female identifying folks, I think. Yeah. It's just this, and it's, it's just like, if you've been raised and conditioned in a certain culture to kind of behave that way, then you have to like unlearn those mental pathways that have kind of just like been mm -hmm. on autopilot. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting, you know, you obviously make a good point about, especially female or female identifying people who have to really kind of um, who, have, who have even more of a conscious awareness of how competitive it can be because uh, I've, I've noticed a lot of my Twitter and stuff too recently, a lot of female uh, artists were, especially those are like, you know, pushing 30 or even 40 or whatever. And it becomes mm -hmm. like almost there's like a deadline for them that they kind of always have in the back of their head and right. uh, which is unfortunate and very obviously very unfair. And um, not to put you on the spot, but do you feel like how, how do you feel that kind of sort of pressure? And if you do, like, how do you kind of combat that? Um. I don't now. I think when I was younger, which is kind of funny, I did because, you know, it's like Western society and culture and popular culture in general really glorifies youth and really glorifies beauty. And yeah, so I think for a while it was like, OK, like I have to be doing this by the time I'm 30 and like whatever. And now I just don't feel that way because honestly, it's like the older I get like every year, I'm like, wow, I feel more grounded. I feel like I know myself better. I feel smarter. I feel yeah. more capable of like being ready for whatever comes. Um, so I don't even, I don't really even think about that. Um, that's great. Days that's a great answer. Because, then. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's important not to, because um, if, if you can, I don't know, I, I am very much a, um, an advocate for like curating your social media feeds and stuff too. Mm -hmm. But um, just because, you know, there's certain things that are, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like triggering for you in some way. It's like, well, maybe until you've kind of like really uh, gotten to a place where that doesn't happen, you can just not look at that <laughs> for now. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting that it was kind of more of a thing for you when you were younger, because I feel like um, for myself too, like after I hit, it's a weird, it's a, it's a rough guess, but like after I hit 25, you know, you're, you're, that, that um, urgency to be like, oh, I need to accomplish this by 22. I need to get married by like 28 or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, even, you know, that's more of a general thing, but even in like my career and stuff too, it's like, oh, I've got to be, you know, living in a house by 27. Um, yeah. You know, after a certain age, just in my mid twenties, like that kind of almost disappeared. Like there was a day I woke up and I was yeah. like, you know what? I, I really don't need to 
to rush into this. And especially nowadays where you see people buying houses with their significant others and getting dogs and getting pregnant or whatever, it mm-hmm. almost like doesn't really bother myself. And I feel like you no, yeah, it's, it's just, it's almost, you can't even explain it sometimes it's just like, Oh, it's, yeah. it's fine. I don't care. I'm doing what I'm doing. I think like I was talking to, I think it was one of my roommates the other day, actually, because um, a friend of hers had commented um, about, or asking how about me and and my confidence as a person and I was like oh that's like it's really nice that that's the perception for sure I mean I do feel confident most of the time but um and then yeah she said something like about me just like oh yeah like oh it just doesn't you know give a whatever about what people think and then I was like you know I think it's less about not caring what other people think and I think it's more about caring more about what you think you know yeah. So it's not so much like, oh, I don't care what anybody thinks. It's like, no, I just actually am a lot more focused on my own values and the things that are important to me and like what I want to do and like the things I stand for and like finding the meaning and purpose in what I do. So it's just a shift in focus where it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not so um, preoccupied with the outer. It's more learning to know the inner. Yeah. I guess. That's, that's great. That's, that's actually something that hopefully a lot of younger artists kind of pick up as soon as possible where, um, you know, hopefully they're not too worried about what other people think and just focus on what the music they want to make. And actually, you know, that's a great segue. Do you have any, like, what would you kind of say either to your younger self starting out or anyone, you know, listening that might be kind of, um, kind of leading into a career in music? Yeah. I think like, yeah, it's a cliche for a reason, but staying true to who you are is very important. And um just really aiming for that authenticity whatever that means for you because um you know it's nowadays especially like being an artist and you know you're on social media platforms and um, people are interacting you interacting with you in ways beyond just hearing your music right so I think it is really important to like nurture who you are as a person and um and not be afraid to make mistakes or mess up because sometimes those can just be happy accidents too. Yeah. Um, and so like not being too preoccupied with doing everything like perfectly. I had huge perfectionist tendencies. I mean, I still have some, but they're not as bad anymore, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And just like really working on your work, like don't worry about what other people are doing because you are, only on your own path and it's it's not going to look like anyone else's especially in an industry that is so um you know it's evolving all the time it's changing all the time we have to know how to adapt super quickly and you know you're living in the real world but also online I don't know there's a lot going on so I kind of had to give myself some mantras (laughs) growing up too it's like you know the one like eye on the prize or like you know just putting the blinders on stay in your own lane and then, um, and then above all else, it's like taking action. It's like, it's one thing to have great ideas and dreams and, and fantasies, but if you aren't doing those everyday habits to get you towards those goals, they're just always going to be kind of dreams in your head. So taking action, it's something I'm still working on really. So, yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. very inspiring. So thank you. That's a, that's a oh, wonderful thanks. response. <laughs> um, thank you. And this is nice kind of segue into my next question. I was going to ask this a bit earlier, but um, I feel like we're, while we're on the topic, what, mm-hmm. 
what's something that you're trying to bring into 2021? It could be, you know, material, it could be spiritual, it could be, you know, Mm -hmm. mentally. Yeah. I mean, something I'm focusing on this year is like focus, honestly, um, really getting into developing, like, like these are all the boring things, but they matter. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, have a good morning routine because it really sets me up for the rest of my day. And like, you know, not looking at my screens or messages before, I don't know, 10 AM or something, um, things like that. And, um, I've been prioritizing like physical health too, like, you know, exercise being super important because, um, I learned that in 2020, it's like, wow, this really does fix my brain. <laughs> like yeah. it, it just like helps so much. Um, it only took me however many years to figure that out, but, um, yeah, time management and like, and really just staying focused because, um, there can be so many, so many distractions and, um, and, you know, I think like, and this isn't something I came up with obviously, but I like to believe, you know, there's like a season for everything. So it's like, you know, my season right now, that's what it's about. It's like about having these really good structures in place so I can succeed in the things I want to accomplish. And then, you know, there's, there'll be another season where it's like, oh, all I have to do is like dream and write songs. Like that's that's kind of how I operate right now because of just where I'm at and just, you know, all the different jobs I do for my career. It's like, you know, you got to prioritize the things that need to be done right now. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And have you, speaking of seasons, I guess with your new album coming out, mm-hmm. I guess that could be, you know, like almost a forthcoming season where um, you're kind of focusing mm-hmm. on that. Have you announced more? I don't want to spoil anything. Have you announced more details about the, other than, the, what was the name of it? Again? Um, the album is called With Pleasure. With Pleasure, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it is coming in the spring. Like it's going to be coming like end of April. Okay. That's kind of what we're looking at, but um. I will have another single and video before then. Good. Keep your eyes one more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um look for that probably in the coming month or so. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. I shot another music video at the end of summer last year. So oh, nice. um yeah. So so that's what's coming. And then I mean for now, just like with the release and everything, very much focused on um video content and how we can reach people that way live streaming yeah i was gonna say live then, streaming uh you do that i yeah. we were talking about before you do that every every thursday on youtube yeah yeah every thursday on my youtube channel at 8 p.m mountain time which is 10 eastern and um yeah i play songs i do lots of cover songs that way i have some people who tune in actually like every week which is very sweet it's kind of um been a nice little community that's grown uh, through the pandemic through 2020 um feels like a little family it's, that's awesome yeah. it's really cool and um yeah i'll take requests like each week and try and learn them as best as i can and you know and then also playing my own songs and and just having kind of a nice little uh weekly hang spot to just kind of check in with people and yeah it's like a virtual kind of like a bar set like you go get your regulars yeah. maybe you got a beer beside you that's yeah yeah, that's, that's yeah nice. totally and yeah. uh, another nice project you were working on too is uh, you also like to interview artists yourself um, mm-hmm. on Instagram, and mm-hmm. uh, that's every Tuesday. Not every Tuesday, but most Tuesdays you'll do an Instagram live. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start it up doing 
every Tuesday again. I kind of have had a bit of a lull since the Christmas break and just kind of getting things organized with um, just the schedule for this year. And I'm going to be um, also editing it for um, podcast on Spotify and for YouTube as well on my YouTube channel to just have the episodes available there afterwards as well. But it will still be live every Tuesday on my uh, Instagram there. And yeah, that's been really personally very fulfilling for me because I've had a, was such a great time learning about other artists process and just where they're at because everyone has experienced and, um, and kind of coped with the pandemic in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think it's been really, you know, illuminating for people who obviously love music and appreciate it, but maybe aren't so hip to like, you know, what does an artist actually do? Like how do they spend their time? Yeah. So it's kind of demystifying some things as well. It's nice I to guess. hear it from the source. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. do, you have a, do you have a timeline for when you're going to launch it onto Spotify and stuff? Or is that kind of more just uh, in the works? Um, so it's kind of been pushed back a little bit each time. Uh, I've just been kind of figuring out scheduling with new guests, but um, I will be making more announcements from my Instagram page and listing all of the uh, uh, dates on my website as well as kind of online events. So then it'll be easy to find and see who's coming up next and things like that. Um, so what are we at here? So this coming Tuesday, I'll do an Instagram live with a guest. And then I'm thinking, I don't think I have much control actually over the exact date when it'll show up on Spotify, but it, it'll be like right after the live, it's like, it's going to be edited so it can yeah. go up on Spotify. And then if people prefer to ingest it that way, they can get it there. And where can people find you? That's the most important question. What are your social handles, I guess? Yeah. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's Visia underscore three. And that's V-I-S-S-I-A. And then Facebook is facebook.com slash Visia music. But um, the links to everything. I'm actually on TikTok now too. Visia underscore three. Nice. <laughs> I got there. I'm there. I did my first dance challenge thing for On My Mind. So if you want to see a clip of that, you can go there. Although it's in the music video too. Um, but yeah, my website, visiamusic.com has links to everything. And I'm actually going to be pushing, um, album pre-sales really soon because oh, I've go. got some, some cool, um, splattered vinyl with it and some new merch t-shirt designs and things like that. So yeah, that's something that's I'll awesome. be talking about real soon. <laughs> and this TikTok challenge that you mentioned, is that, uh, that's your own song. So you're, you're doing a dance to on my mind and you're hoping people will kind of do their own recreation. yeah i mean like it was more i was like i haven't done one of these before but i see them done all the time so i thought okay i'll take a snippet of the choreography that was choreographed by um rebecca sadowski here in edmonton yeah and um and do that and then you know there is a call to action like you know try it out and tag me but i don't know if people will because i don't have a huge tiktok following but you know you got to start somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if you can see the gears in my head turning, but I'm like, maybe I should try this dance out. <laughs> Let's see. Put my... You can go check it out. See, see yeah. what you think. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got TikTok recently too. And I'm, I'm just, it just feels like too much of a monster to, to really master it's, sometimes. It's kind of a vortex for lack of a better word. Like I get so much, like there's so many entertaining creative people. So I'm uh, like, I'm always impressed by the types of things people are posting and what they come up with and like 
people are so funny and like I'm like that's what we need honestly is creativity and like laughter and you know but it's such a good mix of just like straight up comedy sometimes or like political commentary like I don't know I enjoy it a lot but I have to limit my consumption of it because it's, all of a sudden you're like yeah. oh there went an hour of my day hmm <laughs> why I, I saw one artist who was trying to um I can't remember who it was but I saw somewhere their their goal for the year was to to create more than they consume so it's like a kind of okay. a because especially with TikTok where you can sit there for like two hours not even notice it and just enjoy your two hours but then to look back and be like maybe I should have maybe now I should use two hours and make something of my own so totally people listening try to ensue that into your your daily schedule yeah well it can really like just being on a platform for too long like yeah there is good content there's obviously some not so good content but like energetically what it does to I think like your brain and your motivation it's like you got to be careful because yeah it'll really make your day kind of I don't know disappear on you <laughs> and then you're like oh what did I do I guess there's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Back to TikTok. Mm. Oh, that's great. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to uh, to mention? I, th- I feel like we covered quite a bit there, so I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I'll mention as well. I did start um, a Patreon page at the in the spring, at the beginning of the first shutdown here anyway. Uh, so I, am, I do have subscribers there. And for anyone who wants to support me directly in that way, um, there's always exclusive things I'm sharing there and like first listens, first looks at things. Um, and then, yeah, lots of things that no one else gets to see That's sometimes awesome. little special offer things, but, but yeah, it's really chill. It's like you could sign up for two bucks a month and cancel whenever it's just like, you could go try, try it out if you yeah. want. And the nice whoever, thing is but... Patreon uh, is available in Canadian dollars now, which is a big, yeah, it is it's a yeah. big thing. I noticed that too. So yeah, no they just introduced that. So yeah Yeah. so it's um it's a patreon has been a cool way for people to directly support creatives and artists and and programming in a yeah direct way so yeah i agree i'm trying to get people on my patreon too this is a nice yeah nice plug for me too patreon.com slash dusty (laughs) organ there you go yeah what's i guess just search visia right that'd be easy enough to find you on patreon yeah yeah and it's i think it's slash visia patreon.com slash visia is what it is easy so but yeah i'm pretty searchable there aren't too many there's a there's an italian boxer (laughs) visia trovato but Mm. she is the other visia that i see on the internet mostly but and then anyone else with the same last name and probably related. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, did you have to put three? I was going to ask, did you have to put Visia underscore three because you lost like a bet with your sisters? Like does did one of them get one, two, <laughs> and you're three? Or? No, it was uh three was my favorite number for a long time. I mean, it still is one of my favorites. Yeah. Maybe it's weirdly because, you know, being one of three, the number three has just been prominent in my life. Um, So I just chose it because I think, Maybe it was like even Taylor Swift has like 13. It's like Taylor. I was like, well, I'm going to pick my favorite number two. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I guess you got to stick to what you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much for chatting with me today, Visya. Yeah. Thanks for having me. A lovely afternoon. My pleasure. Uh, don't forget to check out her new single on my mind and the very, very fun. We'll say Robin inspired music video. It's, yeah. uh, it's a blast. I'll make you feel good. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Your favorite part. I want to know where you heard.
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our little chat. If you'd like to check out the video for yourself, you can find a link in the description or head over to DustyOrgan.com to find it there. Or look up Vizia on YouTube or something or watch it on one of her channels. Most of her handles are Vizia underscore three. If not, Vizia Music on Facebook is another option. I don't care. Just make sure you get around to watching it. It's a fantastic clip. I'm not very good at goodbyes, so goodbye.